This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, love. You ready to do it? Let's do it. What we doing? What we doing? You know what? Today we are going to talk about, and here's the topic. Ladies, are we so independent that we're by ourselves. Like, are we so independent that we are now in this game of life? You know what, sis? Maybe I should just, I'll just hold it. Yeah. Are we so independent that we're now actually in this game, okay, in the game of life by ourselves? Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's Beyonce. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, my ladies. Okay, daddy. Is that say, the independent song? That's the independent okay. song. But I think... I think that and in traveling the country and going to the different comedy clubs and doing the different shows, and oftentimes you see a lot of women that come out to the shows. And a lot of those sisters are by themselves. And you'll get the, the applause of, where all my bosses at? And you'll hear the ladies go crazy. And then remember what you told me, what boss stand for. Tell them what it stand for. Bitch on some shit. Okay. Okay. So when you say, <laughs> when, when you break it down to what a boss is, Tell they put their hands down. Oh. But I think today we want to talk about really, sisters, are we so independent that we're now in this game called life by ourselves? Because we have a hard time accepting or, or maybe thinking that someone's trying to take our independence away from us. And not unwarranted in that thought process because these feelings have to originate from somewhere. I, I remember talking to uh, a lady who was telling me about her mother never, ever had her license. Her father... And, you know, this lady now is in her 60s, but she's telling me about how her mother never had a license. And back then when she was telling me, she was like in her 40s, like 20 years ago. And her father would take her everywhere that she wanted to go and everywhere that Mary Lent went. But show her to go. Okay? On, so that inspired her to be a person that always had because she looked at that as if she was always dependent on her father and her father always had and knew where she was. That was a level of control for him. 
which inspired her to say, I didn't want that control over me. And I wanted to have a level of independency for myself in order to not have to depend on another individual. Um, so it's not unwarranted that that aspiration and inspiration would be there. It's just when is it turned off? When you have through the 80s and 90s going into the 2000s, uh, an icon, a person who essentially single-handedly took Phil Donahue out of the TV game, if you will, and Oprah Winfrey, who were inspiring a nation of women to be empowered. White women began going to work, and then all of a sudden you heard about this thing called the glass ceiling, in which black women never heard of. We just thought, we got to go to work. Y'all got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> they just would, let us in the door. Let us in the door. You know, never uh, had the the dangling carrot in front of you of being able to see the transparency of what it was to be at the top because their husbands who were white men who had an opportunity to live the American dream. So they lived next to him. They knew what it could be and they decided to stop going to college to have men. So you have black women who are at the bottom of the proverbial food chain, if you will, who now there's a level of education and, sustaining of themselves that they wanted to have because they saw the generations prior to them. And then you get beyond the, the Oprah movement, if you will, and she gets her own network. And then there's a new reality that comes in to play where now women are empowered in a different way than they were 20, 30 years ago. Now, what do you do with it? Do you accept that or does it then go into women's empowerment 5.0. But I think that's where we are as women, and not all of us. Mm-hmm. I think that's where some of us are finding ourselves by ourselves because we don't know when to cut it off. We don't know when to stop being, quote, unquote, independent. We don't know. And, and, and I want to make sure I'm saying that correctly in the sense of we don't know that when we get home, oftentimes... I'll hear sisters saying, well, I work just like he worked. I'm tired just like he tired. So if he can't cook, then I guess we're just not going to eat. It's we take the position of we're so independent that now it's almost an equal playing ground when we get home with our families because of the independency and not understand and not taking the position of let me be the boss outside of my home. I may have 12 people that I supervise. But when I go home, I'm not a supervisor. I'm a mother and a wife. And I don't think that some of us know when to cut it off because we take that independency to heart. Like someone had just put on Periscope, I think oftentimes we're running into fatherless situations. And because we did see our mothers in such situations that it was a struggle and a hassle and whatever that thing was, we then took on the attitude, I never going to have to depend on no man. So... In essence, where you said, but I would just put a different conjunction in and say, and so not, but, but, and what took place is after the women's empowerment movement, after the visualization or the watching of generations prior being subjected to that subservient position and being in a position of that lack of independency has led them to have to depend on this man. 
And now we've evolved into a place where we're now overcompensating. It's the equivalent of saying that you've reached where you wanted to reach, but how do we now turn that off and add a level of balance to everything? Because everything in moderation, you may be the boss, and there may be even times when, you know, the running joke amongst men for real is you ain't going to be bossing your woman all around. Real men don't just boss their women around, but then at the same time, or real mates don't boss their woman around or their significant other around. There's a balance. There's moments in which it's give and take. And when you have an individual, it's nothing wrong with a team having two independent parts that work together as a team. But what happen, it happens is though the company or the, the couple comes together, there's almost a feeling sometimes where that woman may have of, I don't need you. I can be independent of you as opposed to them both mutually submitting and saying, no, I need you. That's why we came together because I felt that I needed you and that you and I need each other. There's no shame in saying that we need one another because part of that mutual submissiveness is what brings the bond closer together. It's what allows people to say under duress, under hard times, I'm not looking at the front door. I'm not looking to leave because we've had a difficult moment because we as individuals by ourselves can have difficult moments. Before there was a couple, there was you, there was me. There was individuals at large that were by themselves. Do you think that they experienced difficult moments? Yes. Mm -hmm. But there's this difficulty that we have as people to make it seem like I need you. And that's, I believe, where the weakness comes in. Not being independent because it's a blessing that you have a woman. It's a blessing that you have a man that come together or two men and two women, whatever the dynamic is, that come together and they are independent because there's something important about as a singular person to be an empowered entity on in your own right. So that when you come together with that other empowered entity, it's no power struggle because you're confident enough to make the one to twin powers activate form of success. Come on. Form of. Come on. We're going to work this shit out. Come on. Okay. <laughs> And <laughs> you, you touching the fist, you see? Yes. So it's not really a but as much as an and, a level of overcompensation for what the past has shown us that, you know, women had to be at a certain place and step their game up. But it's like how do you know when your game is where it needs to be and then how do you bring it home? And then I'm not the power broker at home bossing my man around. And or if we want to be fair about it, balanced in the other way where that man is saying, I'm not bossing you around either. Right, right. You know, what, was it last? Was it, was we in, what city were we in when the lady told her husband to sit down? What city was that? The last one, we were at a, a comedy show, and there's a part of the show where 
I invite a gentleman to stand up and speak very openly and make an exclamation of his manhood yes. towards his woman <laughs> yes yes and ask her to pleasure him so she can have her life saved come on now yes that's what i do that's what i do right and this lady looked at her husband and said you better sit down Uh-oh. and the man looked at me and to the audience like i have to sit down so when he sat down, I said, why you sit down? He said, because I don't want to disrespect my wife. I said, no, you weren't going to disrespect your wife. Your wife just disrespected your ass by telling you to sit your ass down. Oh. And then, and then, okay, then it went, okay, it went, oh. it did. But it just felt, it, it felt so, I felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. I really did because it was like, you better sit down. And I was like, bitch, who are you talking to? Like, who are you talking to like that? Mm -hmm. But it's that feeling of, again, sometimes it comes across, I don't need you. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes our men are in positions where, shit, I'm I'm in a catch-22. Because what I'm going to do, because she she don't need me, okay? Mm -hmm. She can really ask me to leave at any time. Mm -hmm. So now do I bow down as a man? And allow her to talk to me like that because when you see it put out there, it can be so harsh and so ugly because you'll hear a woman say, I can pay my own bills. I can take, I can do this. I can do that. And I remember the time you told me, and I put it on stage now, for all those independent, empowered women, when the robber break in your house, tell your man, don't worry about it. I got him because mm-hmm. you're so independent and empowered. Mm-hmm. But then we want to turn into, oh, save me. Mm-hmm. So it's such a mixed message that we're putting out there. But I think that sometimes we buy into the wrong things in reference to independency. I know I did at times. Mm -hmm. You know, I can remember when you and I first got together, you used to have to tell me, don't open your door. Remember that? I I used to open my car door just as nice. And he was like, what are you doing? Well, I had never had a guy open my door before. Mm -hmm. So I was getting out the car. That's what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. So it's it's and it was a thing of learn to allow someone to treat you like a lady. Mm. Come on now. Because again, sometimes that women could be so empowered that it comes across as if they have not only a vagina but a penis. Don't do it. Which would make them a hermaphrodite, Don't would it not? Do it. It would make them that. Right. So if someone says go fuck yourself, you literally <laughs> could, couldn't you not? So at the end of the day, you're like... Y'all don't laugh at that. <laughs> Somebody said, wow, don't do it. Right. So it's one of those things we... Look, and then she telling y'all not to use your independence. She telling y'all don't laugh at me. See? See how she going to no, somebody around? shit. I take it back. I take it back. But it's just, it's really interesting, though, to see that dynamic unfold, especially traveling the country because... It's almost I'm seeing the same women. They're just in different cities. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. And sometimes, even if you'll see a man open a woman's door, she'll almost look at him like, what? I don't need you to do that. Like, we've forgotten how to be treated like ladies. Mm-hmm. Because we've gotten so into wanting to be a mogul, wanting to be the boss, wanting to be in charge, that we almost pee standing up now. Because we want to be such the man. 
And when I see it, I want to almost grab and say, sis, it's okay for us to be treated that way because I know that that, that shit was a challenge for me mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And And again, the word, when we say mogul for us, we spell it with two Gs. Come on, what it mean, daddy? As opposed to one that stands for money obsessed, girls, guys, usually lonely. Mm. Because they're trying to get all of this money and they're trying to get all of this power. And the most incredible things that one could receive in life oftentimes have nothing to do with money or power. How powerful do you have to be when you're loved by your significant other and you're sick and they hear you coughing and they get up in the middle of the night to get you the medicine that you need and you don't have to move? Mm. Or they put oils on your feet for no reason other than the fact that they don't want to get cut by your ass (laughs) later on that (laughs) night when you rub against their ankle, okay? (laughs) You know, or as you get up to get a glass of water, you ask, would you like to have one? And some of the richest women in the world responsible for empowering many of the millions of women have no one at night but their dogs to be on the end of the bed with them. And if they have someone to get them something, it's someone that they're paying to do it for them. So Mm. when you have someone that truly cares about you being empowered, and being a boss at your job, if you're truly, truly rich and you're truly, truly wealthy, it has nothing to do with the finances. It has something to do with the price that you were willing to pay to have the relationship with that person to let them know, as independent as I am, the reason why we're together is because I did need you and I do need you to enrich my life even more. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You know what else is interesting, too, and I'll point it back to you. You can understand. What's interesting, too, what I find with some of us sisters, we can take nice men as weak men because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've because of that that such that dominant personality mm-hmm. such that that strong fight to say I gotta make it I gotta get it so when a good man does walk into the picture does come into the picture it can almost be a struggle and a battle because we're taking easy going as pushover. Mm-hmm. We're taking easy going as, uh, like, not understanding that easy going is strength. And we'll say this before we go to our Periscope folks, that when you're really an observer of life, killers aren't the ones who tell you they're killers. Killers aren't the loudest ones in the room. They're the ones who say absolutely nothing and are observing everything that's in the room. So what happens is it's to the loose observer that doesn't realize and takes kindness for weakness. And those individuals who are kind but not weak 
are preying on those who consider themselves to be predators because they're waiting for them to show themselves. So oftentimes you don't have to squelch, beat down somebody through yelling, through rage, through all of that. It's through the calm because some of the most excitable people are most nervous in the calm of things. They can deal with the irate, but can you deal with the decency? So with that being said to our good folks on Periscope, we love you. We, but we, we got to make it enticing so you come and tune in for real, for real. So y'all can hear the rest of the show. Yeah. They, they pouring in now. Yeah, right. Yeah, Regina, Regina Fang, God bless her, over there at CBS said, y'all can't just do the whole Periscope, the whole show. We're going to listen to her. But much love to y'all. Okay, babies. We, so y'all listen to the show on Monday and pass it along. This show is what? Ladies, are you so independent that you're finding yourself by yourself? So make sure y'all tune in Mondays, our Periscope babies. And I think that even there can be some of us that's so independent and have somebody, but still be by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because we're still so independent and still so stuck in, I got to do this. That we can miss the gift right in front of us. Because, and then we'll hold on to, well, I've been doing it for so long. I've been taking mm-hmm. care of me for so long. Mm-hmm. And now here you come. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to doing it this way. That's the way I'm going to do it. And so independent, we'll chase away. Mm-hmm. We'll push away. Mm-hmm. And go back to that place of loneliness, damn near despair with Mm -hmm. all of your independencies. And I think that those are conversations we need to have out loud because even when, and I love my brother, but when you read books, what is it, think like a lady but act like a man or think like a man, act like a lady, Mm -hmm. there's no way I can think like a man Mm -hmm. because I'm just not built that way. And I think when we start taking those concepts, that piles on to our I'm independent because now I can even outthink you. Mm-hmm. I can think like you and I can outthink you and beat you at your own game. And I think that sends us into a place of confusion. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to potentially something that says treat others as you would want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Because when we get in that mode, because oftentimes we're under this impression that there's one group, the wealthy, they have all the answers. The talented, they have all the answers. You're a celebrity. You have all the answers. Till you see that celebrity running down the street naked and they burning up because they drank alcohol and got lit on fire or something crazy then has happened. Right. And you realize that just because one is talented does not mean that they have all the answers. As incredibly talented and as incredibly brilliant that Thomas Edison was, it did not stop him from getting his company stolen from him by J.P. Morgan the second, Because of all his brilliance, And coming up with electricity, he wasn't brilliant enough to look at his apprentice, Tesla, who was right in his office, who went on to, I think some people would say, greatness in his own right. But it didn't stop him. And you have individuals that 
you know, have their, as people, everyone has their proverbial shit with them. The key is, how do we as people address what it is that is our proverbial Achilles heel, deal with that, sew it up, and say, I'm going to work on it, and really work on it, because from a selfless perspective, what am I imposing on others by not working on it? So, again, the origin of independency was definitively needed by women, because if not, your greatness would have been succumbed by men's oppressive nature innately, because we see mankind wanting to oppress mankind. It speaks to women's brilliance, the fact that they have been able to survive. And I think it it speaks to the brilliance of the higher beings that created vaginas on women because this is part of the saving grace as well. And then we go back to the vagina. <laughs> the vagina. How because did it get to the vagina? Because the vagina has been the saving <laughs> grace of the woman because if the woman had not... I believe mankind would have slaughtered them. Wow. I believe they would have slaughtered women. Wow. As crazy as that sounds. Do y'all see how powerful pussy is? The power of the vagina. Some women say, that's a very sexist thing to say. I don't believe that. If from a standpoint of that's the reason why. But I believe that that's that nature, that physical aura, that. Again, I repeat, when they say that motherfuckers have flown through time and space down to get them a taste of vagina, I don't think you really get what I'm saying. That they flew through space and shit. I Do don't, you know how far I, space but is? I, I, I'm not talking about in our solar but system. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it because... I'm not a man. Let me explain something to you. Come on, then. Give it to me. There's no feeling no. better than the feeling of a woman's embrace, the inner spirit of a woman, than just the feeling of achievement. Like, the best thing I compare it to from a... a <laughs> it's some metamorphosal. But, it's some incredible... It's super character, fragilistic, expialidocious. But y'all don't understand. Do y'all be sitting there looking the at each other like I don't understand. His voice. I because I mean it. I mean it. I mean what I'm saying to you. I mean it. And there's a lot of other individuals out there. It's so good. Women love it. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. Needing somebody when when somebody needs you back. Okay. So. It's one of those things where it's one of those things. I'm not fooling with you. Listen. Okay. Listen, Linda. Listen. <laughs> listen. Okay. It's one of those things that if it wasn't for that, you would say, how did women survive? But they survived through their, their brilliance, through their ability to really have conversations with their men. Nancy Reagan, God bless her. They said she was the real vice president of the United States. Wow. They said she was able to better tell old Ronnie who was good and who was not. How many times have you said to me, listen, Apostle Pete, <laughs> wanting to believe that all is good. Can't you see that that person is a rat? 
And I would say, but listen, let's give everybody an opportunity. Can you not see? And that's the thing called women's intuition. Your understanding of things that that men don't, but that's where the teamwork comes in. That's where the appreciation for your understanding of things and that appreciation for your man because they're things that hopefully when you're united as a couple that you're united for real reasons that you've made an analysis of yourself of that person of your weaknesses of your strengths and you see how that you can take your chocolate and take that peanut butter and make a Reese's cup and now you're winning as opposed to you're with someone but you feel like that person has no real value and at any time they're disposable. Mm. And when you feel like you've got all the answers, you've got the peanut butter and you've got the chocolate. What I need your ass for. I'm independent. Okay. <laughs> now you snap clicking, click popping. Okay. You around here sounding like Rice Krispies. You know what too, daddy? Tell I me. think that. That independency thing at times or sometimes, it can harden us. And we, some women, I can't say all, but we've lost our softness Mm -hmm. if we've ever had it. If you've ever had it. But just to be soft, just to, to be soft. And, you know, not just physically, Mm -hmm. not just our bodies be soft, Mm -hmm. but spiritually be soft. And it's hardened us in almost a way where I don't even know if we're conscious of it. I don't even know if we're aware of it. And I think, too, that it could be generational. Mm-hmm. Because if you hear your grandmother saying, men ain't shit, you don't need no man. Mm-hmm. And your grandmother's not with a man. Mm-hmm. And you hear your mama saying, mm-hmm. men ain't shit, you don't need no man. Mm-hmm. And your mom ain't with no man. Mm-hmm. Or the man your mama with, she has so little respect for that man. There's nothing for you to look to. And you see the strength in these women making it happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's almost embedded. Mm-hmm. Like genetically where it's, we've just, again, I don't know. If, I don't know the generation that I've met that's had the softness. Just soft women. I ain't been around a whole bunch of soft women. Just mm-hmm. Soft women. Now, I will say, the two that I'm encountering right now, and I'm grateful for it, and that's Veronica and Queen Cookie. Mm-hmm. They're very soft women. Mm-hmm. Like, when I hear Queen Cookie address her husband, or when she speaks about him, it's with such a softness and a and a grace and a... Respect. But you've seen them both, and it's a mutual. Very mutual. Mm -hmm. Very mutual. I think with Veronica, she's just soft, Mm -hmm. period. And I've not encountered women like that. Mm -hmm. So to encounter those women, it's almost like I become a little girl, like a sponge. Like, teach me that. Mm -hmm. To just soften me up. And I always say, I know I'm not unique in it. Because when I look out in those crowds at those faces... And I'm looking at those sisters, and it's like, yo, why are we so mad? And we so, now you got the baddest purse. You decked out to the nines. Your nails are popping. Your hair's done. You look, you're going to leave out of here and go get in your bins. I see it almost every weekend or every, whenever we're out on the road. I see it. Mm-hmm. 
But to look at you, you look so stone-faced. It's like if you do have a man, how does he penetrate that? Or a mate. And if you don't have a mate, how do they even get into it? And I think that you can't out-argue a woman. You can't muscle her into doing anything. I think that the only way that it's going to transpire, especially when you're dealing with someone that's highly intelligent, highly successful, highly motivated, is to, if you will, love them into submission, where you're able to say to that individual, listen, or not, you still remain cool, even when they may not be cool, because Again, you sometimes they use fire to put out fire, but the first thing typically they use is water. And the water is going to cool out the fire. Now, there are certain situations where you might have to say, listen, Sharice, now listen, don't bust my damn car window no more or it's going to be a problem. Now, you know this insurance ain't taken care of, and now I'm going to have to come out my pocket. I'm not paying for this shit. You're going to pay for it. That's when you're at the end of your breath. That's when you done said a lot, and you're at the end of your breath, and you ain't got no more. You're going to end up paying for it. Yeah. Okay? So, don't bust that other one. That's that, though. Right. So, but that's when it goes too far. <laughs> this one is shaking real funny though. James be trying to hold himself together. Like I don't want to bust out laughing. Hey. Yes, Daddy. Yes. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So I I think though that sisters. If we open ourselves up to this word independence, like I want to be independently strong enough to truly do it the right way. And I think in the whole independence ride, even when we get married, we lose what that is. Because, and I, and I know you say sometimes too, where it's like, when I say I know my place, and you say, Mama, listen, that could sound a little crazy, you know, but I think everybody has a place. I think everybody has a place. And I think when we take that word, or we, when you say submit or honor, obey, or know your place, we take that and it's, it goes against women's liberation. What do you mean obey? What do you mean know your place? What do you mean the woman should have to be the one that cooks and the woman should have to be but I think that those things should be established in relationships, but everybody has a place. Yeah, I mean, everyone has boundaries. It's just when we say know our place, typically you reflect on, okay, darky, know your place, okay? You need to know where you stand. And, and it's like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Let's, how can we rephrase that so it is a bit more palatable to one's intellect, if you will? Because when you just say that, it's like, 
they're those that listen. It's like, what that bitch mean? Know my place. I know my place. My place is to tell James to kiss my ass if he come in here thinking every night I'm be cooking. Okay, but times have changed. There's a to what your point is. I believe that understanding what the boundaries are in your relationship, being able to identify this is how we do it. This is how we gonna roll. But that's just a game plan that teammates are going to formulate in order to approach every day. And there's nothing wrong with that. Where, in essence, what you're saying is true, knowing your place. It's kind of like if somebody's the quarterback, you know the cat that plays that's going to hike the ball to him must be in front. He can't be in back of the quarterback. You know the blockers have to be in front of the quarterback. You know the running back is going to probably be behind the quarterback. So you have to know your place. But sometimes... It's like I like to break it down to be extra specific because you always have those people out there when you need seven to nine things to, that are positive to erase one negative thought, it's easy to go towards the negative. So to break it down simply, it's one of those things that when you have that mutual respect and you have your independency, which allows you to go about fulfilling your goals, fulfilling your dreams as a woman. But that's not the same as being independent of your significant other to a degree where it makes them feel insecure or inferior in the relationship. And that's why I think you're hitting it on the nail. Well, thank you. I think that that's what the issue is. I've even heard women say, I have my own bank account. You don't need to know what I got in my bank account. And that's I, because he steals. Okay? Well, I mean, he, Daddy, he steals a got, lot. And <laughs> if you got, and he don't need that. Different, there are different reasons for different situations. <laughs> if you know you got, <laughs> right? Okay, that's what made me. There are different reasons. If you know you got a cat, he steals. You you know you put six hundred dollars in there to cover the bills, and now you getting a call saying, "Listen here, shit didn't bounce everywhere." Bing okay? bing boing, and bing, 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 bing boing. It's gone. Right. I'm talking about when you're in that relationship where. That's not the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue is just simply, I've heard women say, you better put you something away for a rainy day. (laughs) Well, what you mean? I mean, just in case he show his ass or anything go wrong. So you're already telling me to get prepared for bad. Mm -hmm. You're already telling me, listen, set yourself up so that you're always good. I remember when you and I were getting married and the attorney I had at the time she was on me about this prenuptial agreement. Mm-hmm. You sure you don't want to do it? Are you positive? Because you never know. And I had to say to her, I've been knowing him since I was 14. How long have I been knowing you? Now, you willing to sign some shit? We might need a prenuptial agreement, not me and his ass. And where is she today? She's, I said my old. She gone. Right. She gone. But just the thought of protect your stuff, protect yourself, and make sure he can't and I'm like, and when we do it that way, we set ourselves up for failure walking through the door because we've gotten so independent. This is my stuff. This is mine. And if you don't do right and you don't act right, I'll make sure you can't get a piece of mine. And if you walk into a situation with that thought in your head, it may be something that you should listen to. But it means that you should listen to it beyond being involved with someone from a marital standpoint. Yes. Because that's not just a sign of um, 
reserved from a financial standpoint. You're oftentimes reserved from a, 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 a another point of view because when you feel like you've got the right one and you feel like you trust them, you all in. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you're happy to be able to say, this is what I have. And you, that before they can get it out, then you say, this is what I have. And you're able to say and know what each other brings to the table because it's interesting to be in a situation when you find out in a rainy day or on a rainy day that this individual, that for whatever reason you thought you had more than, is able to lift you up at a time when ain't no finances around that's going to do it for you. That you went into it thinking like that's what it's all about as opposed to the fact that you're really connected with someone. You're really in it. And because we live in a world where everything is about the proverbial floss and the proverbial grandstanding, where everybody is fly in the world that we live in, and people are twirling and people are throwing wine glasses in people's face and people are throwing scarves around their neck and everybody's fabulous. But then when they go home and look in the mirror, there's a part of them that has to ask themselves, what was that shit? And it's called mm-hmm. a defense mechanism. It's called, I won't have everybody looking at me crazily. So you think. But then you looking at you crazily at the end of the day when nobody else is around and your opinion of you is more important than the opinions of other individuals. So the one thing, again, that I will say once, if not a million times, be unafraid. Do not allow people to embarrass you out of this life by saying I'm 110 percent committed to this individual. And because you've never found anyone that you could feel that way about, do not measure me by your yardstick Mm. because that's your experiences. That's your experiences because you've never found love. Should I not believe in this individual because of what you haven't found? You've also haven't found a job in six months. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, should I stop working because of that? You know, there is a Natalie Cole song out. Well, it's an old song. It's called I'm Catching Hell. She said out. Right. <laughs> she just came out before? It's called I'm Catching Hell. And she's singing to women in reference to a relationship she was in and how she really didn't treat that cat good. And she said, now I'm catching hell because there was a time where I had somebody that was doing it all and it didn't seem to be never enough. And now I'm catching hell. And when you see a lot of women, that the first thing they say to you is, leave his ass. (laughs) Leave his ass. He fucked up. Listen, leave his ass. It's like, be careful where you're getting your food from. Because if you're getting your food from somebody that really is not in a position to be feeding you, you might be going in the wrong direction. It's like when you're going through let's say marital problems, it's hard to talk to somebody that's never been married because it's hard for them to even begin to understand what you're saying. However, there are those that have never been married that have taught the world a whole lot about women's empowerment. 
And now we pause. Well, women's empowerment, but not women's love. And there's a difference. There's a difference. Empower me. I, I greatly appreciate that. I do. But at the end of the night, when I'm laying in that bed by myself, what kind of empowerment am I dealing with? And am I empowering myself enough to say, you know what? For the mate that does come, I'm going to be ready because I'm working on me. I'm working on me. And when you're touching the spirits of many people and you understand where your strengths may not lie, because that may not be your experience. You may not have known what it is, though you know what it is to make millions and billions of dollars. You may not know what it is to birth a child. You may not know what it is to be involved with a significant other where they put a ring on your finger and you put a ring on theirs and you're saying that I'm committed to you and our relationship is about us. But you're able to tell the world how to be successful, which is a word that is somewhat ambiguous because success is specific to the individuals that are striving for whatever it is that they believe makes them successful. So it's one of those things where, again, when we are speaking about independence, it's a beautiful thing to be independent. It's just being able to have and put everything in moderation so that when you come home that you're independent enough in your thinking that you're able to say, I'm in the right situation right here. And if there by some chance is wrong, something that's wrong with it because much like a door that opens up a million times a day or hundreds of times a day, over the years, it's going to need some fixing. It's going to need some WD-40. It's going to need some maintenance. And we as people in relationships are much like, hey, are much like people, are much like uh, machines in that, we're going to need some attention. We're going to need some some maintenance. And to give the illusion that we're perfect, it's like our relationship, what makes it perfection is the imperfections that we've had to work through, not the fact that we don't have disagreements, that we don't see eye that we don't see eye to eye on everything is how do we communicate when we don't see eye to eye? How do we communicate when there is a concern? And if you've gone through those times, those who are listening of irrational behavior, that was your opportunity and you worked through it. That was that part of the mountain that wrinkle in the mountain that allowed you to grab onto it, that when you deal with another struggle, that you say, I was able, or we were able to get through that. We can surely get through this. And so forth and so on until you get to the top of the mountain and then there's that time in our lives where we must depart. We must go our separate ways. It cannot go on forever. And when you understand that there's that part where we must separate, Regardless of if it comes to someone saying, well, I want a divorce for Raymond because that nigga ain't no good. <laughs> or Ronnie and Nancy did their time together right. and they had to go their separate ways until it was time for them to come back again. When you understand that it's inevitable that you're going to go your separate ways, 
while you're still together, it gives you the intestinal fortitude to say, let's make the best of right now, right now. Because at some point, we're going to have to go our separate ways. So when you put yourself in the mindset and you're with someone that the thought of going uh, separate ways kind of tugs at you a little bit because that's not what you want to do. Let it tug at you just enough in real time so that you can make it through that moment that you're going through because you know at some point it's going to end. And the timekeeper has said, it's 2.49. Today the show was... Ladies, are we so independent that we're by ourselves? Are you so independent that you're alone? And hopefully, if you're that sister, and I know some sisters that are single, but not that single where it's like, I don't need nobody. It's like, listen, I'm just being, I'm taking my time. And when that situation comes and it's right, I'm good with it, but not the attitude of, I, I don't need nobody. Mm-hmm. And then I'll hear some women say, Jesus is my man. And I'm like, Jesus don't want your ass. I can guarantee you. Well, it's Jesus. Like that, that, that has always been interesting to, to hear because for especially with the individuals that have a problem with the open relationship, Jesus is a lot of people's man because based upon what I've heard, so aren't they in open relationship relationship with Jesus? Because Jesus is a lot of people's man. Okay, I'm not. When is the last time Jesus held you at night? Don't tell me about when you take one step, he'll take two. Okay, tell me about the last time Jesus. Okay. Came home to you. Because if he came home. Come on. If he came home. Come on. Niggas is running. <coughs> a way. A way. A way. Because he says, I'm Jesus. And you like, give me proof. Did you see me walk through that wall, nigga? <laughs> I'm not believing that. I personally believe that's the reason why if you do see him, it's over. Because I think people will get to judging Jesus. No, like man. I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe he wearing them type of sneakers. He got little feet. What's up with Jesus? No. Oh, he got that robe on still. No. Is that the same robe that he had? People would judge. Look at his beard. Yo, he need to go over the legends and let them shape him up or something. Yo, what's going on? I think people would start to judge. That's why it's like I ain't showing up. But I digress. <laughs> Back to the independency, love. <laughs> I'm sorry. But there, Jesus is my man. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that a lot. A lot. And I've never wanted to be disrespectful. Mm-mm. Because oftentimes you'll hear older sisters say that. And it's like, Jesus is my man. I'm like, you ain't had. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Does Jesus know that? Is, does Jesus know that? And what's his phone number? What is it? Okay. And how does Mary Magdalene feel about that? What? How does she feel about it? Because that's her man. So how does she feel about that? And it's like you taking somebody else's man. It's, but I think we found all these crutches. Mm-hmm. And that's a crutch. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to get better. 
ain't got to change. I got my good job. I got my house. I got my car. And Jesus going to guide me through. And, and you just. That's right. Jesus, Jesus knows, knows your heart. heart. But what man know it. your ass? And, and, okay. Because and, you can know the heart. I believe that. And it's like, <laughs> I just sometimes wonder. I just wonder. I just wonder. I just wonder that. They say, sometimes I've heard people say, you better give your life to Jesus. But I wonder if sometimes Jesus say, I'm going to have to get this back because this shit is raggedy. Okay? I don't want that. Don't want it. I don't want it. I've given you all that you've needed to be okay. Look within. And there I am. I don't know where that came from. That's what Tommy T always say. She said, they're making us look outside of ourselves. They're making you look outside of yourselves, but that's a different story. That's the next show. That's the next show. Which, which, how are you looking at yourself? But we hope again today <laughs> <laughs> that you got something from it, you know, with all the independency. And this is just my little two cents. If you can't cook, learn how to cook something. Just for yourself. Damn. Because I mean, if you're that independent, you might end up being by yourself, and you're going to need to learn how to damn. cook. Damn. Learn how to cook something. Don't microwave every damn thing. Sometimes when I'm in a supermarket and I look at my sister's cards, every goddamn thing is in a box. Everything is processed. Everything is in a box. I'm like, come on. But there's some benefits to that, though. Come on. See, the single men can identify who the single women are through them lean cuisines. Because when you got a family, what you ain't buying is 25 lean cuisines because them bitches is expensive. Okay, <laughs> you're not gonna be getting 25, six dollars lean cuisines out here, and you feeding Elroy Thompson, your husband, and the rest of them. You see what I'm saying? Lean cuisines. What else y'all be getting? Yogurts, bottled waters. No, I'm not talking about the single women, Daddy. I'm talking about the sisters with families, <laughs> and they got they, they, they got hungry mans. They got hot pockets. They got every goddamn thing that can be microwavable. They got it. There's nothing in there that you have to stand over the stove and cook. Mm -hmm. So it's just like learn how to cook something. Can you sew a button? Can you sew a button? Can you fix a zipper? You know, y'all might be saying, well, Monique, you sound like that's just women's shit. Well, goddamn it, if your man can't do it, can you? And again, just to be fair. Come on. Men. Keep me fair. I got to keep you fed. You should know how to cook a little something. Yes, because, because those who have been nurtured by your mama, who may have known how to cook, she should have nurtured your ass enough to tell you to step in here to learn how to cook for yourself. Because when I was growing up, your husband know how to iron his goddamn clothes. Yes, he know how to too. cook his own food. And he know how to, iron, how to uh, clean a house. Make up a bed. These are little essentials that folks, because you're a man, they think you should know, but you should know how to do these things because it makes you a different kind of man. And he can't cook, y'all. That tack of shrimp, that's what got me. I heard that. And yeah. and back in the day, had to iron your clothes before the show, before we was even together. Yes. 1992. Remember that orange skirt suit? Okay, you don't have to go on like that, though. Okay, that was my favorite. It was a favorite, but let me explain to you. What color was it? It was orange. And how short was it? It was Daisy Duke short. It was so short. It was so short. How short was it? That you could look at you and get you pregnant, okay? No, That's how short it was. Don't say that. Um, It was short. Was it that short? I used to say to you, come on now, where are you going to? 
<laughs> where, where, where you going with this? On stage or on the street? Okay. Well, if the stage didn't work. The street would. Come on, Dad. Show you right. And that's an independent woman talking right there now. <laughs> You're going to shut it down? You're going to take us home? We want to thank each and every one of you for listening today. Um, April the uh, 8th and 9th, if you're in Perrysburg, Ohio, we'll be at the Funny Bone Comedy Club. And May the 6th, we're going to be performing at the legendary, historic Apollo Theater Mm. live. I'm so excited about that show because I haven't been there in years. Get it, get it, get it. So going back home to do that show. So again, thank all of you ever so much and kindly for listening to our show today. What's the name of the show? Our show is Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. And remember, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.